Hello and welcome to Water Mouth, the show that talks about fitness, nutrition, and life from three average athletes that have no business doing so. Today we're going to be talking about recovery, why it's important, and how we do it. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm joined with my gym bestie, Cassie, and future 2021 CrossFit Games champion, Vic. Welcome to the show. Oh my God, with that introduction, I mean, holy cow, that's a heck of a title to live up to. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me and inviting me on. Hey, always good to have you. We got to have my personal bestie. I know that he's sending memes to only me and nobody (laughs) else. Of course. And you know, you get them in in, in good chunks when I have a lot of free time. So uh, you had a lot of free time today. I'm just gonna let you know. You're absolutely right. I did. Oh, I gotta say it's it's a pleasure having you on here, Victor, because in your elderly state, you know, you definitely know a lot about what it's like to be injured, how important recovery is, and you know, rest days. So it's good to have you here. Well, thanks. Thanks. I definitely know a lot about one of those topics, the injury being, I can almost consider myself a a professional at that one. The other ones, I make attempts. I don't know how successful I am at them, but I make the attempt. (laughs) Well, we're CrossFitters, so we don't really know what recovery is. You know, it's a lot of truth to that statement. You say, oh yeah, it's my rest day. Time to do some heavy ass power cleans today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've never, ever before like had a problem taking a rest day. It's something about seeing what the workout is and you're like, I can crush that. Or it will crush you, believe me. I know yesterday slaughtered me and this one probably will too, but this one looks fun. So I'm going to do it. I mean, it's just my rest day. I've gone days. I try to, I try not to do it anymore, but I mean, probably within the first three years, I probably would do seven days straight without an off day. After you know a few months of that, it was like, you get to that Saturday, you know, the sixth day straight, if you're doing a Sunday, Sunday to Saturday week where you're in that morning workout and you're like, ah, man, I wonder why I just don't have the scene today. And then you kind of think back, well, what was my rest day? And then you have to think back a week ago, two weeks ago. Wait, have I taken a rest day? Oh man, maybe I haven't. Maybe I should take one. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, it's a fine line that sometimes you have to get punched in the mouth a few times to realize that, oh, maybe I won't do that again. You come back in too after a rest day and you're like, oh, I'm strong. This is weird. These deadlifts are going up rather easy. Uh, what is wrong with me? It's uh, again, it's a fine line. It really is until you see toes to bar and then you say, oh, I think I'm going to take an extra rest day. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's thrusters. Anything with thrusters or burpees. I'm like, yeah, I think uh, I think today's a good day to uh, just stay home. Maybe watch, uh, you know, that docuseries that I've been putting off for a while you know, or have a beer and watch some TV. Oh, for me, I'm always like, well, I'll just lift today. I'll just I'll just I'll just throw way too much weight on the bar and I'll just lift. It's uh, doing thrusters. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because today was supposed to be my rest day. And of course, I go in there, to take my son for his training in there with with Kyle. And I'm just doing some quote unquote mobility. And then uh, my uh, my gym husband hits me up and says, hey, you want to do five rounds of this, this, and this? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. There goes my rest day. <laughs> it's taken me a while to learn. I try to incorporate one definitive rest day, which is Sundays. The way I figured if it was good enough for the Lord, it's good enough for me. I say the same thing, even though I, uh, I'm a Satanist, quote unquote, and and I I told, I told that to Malcolm one time. I was like I was like no no I don't I'm coming on Sundays. It's the Lord's Day, and he's like, I thought you're like part of like the Satanic Temple. And I was like, hey, if he's not working, then I don't have to worry about him. I can take a break too. Well, you're a well traveled man. You can take whatever days off you want to. <laughs> yeah, Sundays is a, is the day, and then I try I try to incorporate uh, a second day during the week. Usually it's a Friday, Wednesday, a Thursday or a Friday, just depending on how my schedule works out for work. But lately, even on those rest days. I still feel like I got to do something. So if I end up going into the gym, I'll do something light, maybe on the bike, some light cardio, not, nothing too too crazy. So it's worked out better. I'm still dealing with a few things as far as injuries. So uh, because I think we all know that you feel kind of like a slug when you take an actual rest day where you don't go to the gym. You're not very active. You know, you feel all those quote unquote gains disappearing on you. And it's only been one day. It's, it's definitely something that you have to, you have to give your body that ability to recover, man. Cause it is just the older you are, the harder it is to, to recover from those day after day, after day, after day of just beating yourself up. And your time's almost up, right? Like you've got like what a good 47 minutes left for what? Oh, I just mean of, of com- competing of good CrossFit, like 47 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I heard you were shopping for a new walker uh, yesterday. No, but I do need a little, not at the, the walker yet. But let me tell you, that uh, that cane is starting to look rather good. The hip is a little lakey. The knee is a little lakey. So a cane might be uh, something that might 
be in store for Victor's uh, next birthday. We can go get them together because even though you're a little bit older than me, I, I aged faster from the military. So we're probably actually around the same <laughs> physically. Listen, all due respect to, uh, to the military, you know, because I know what it takes. Now, I don't know personally what it takes, but I've seen it uh, with my brothers and the shape they've been. And then they're not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh there's days where we're, we're doing something. It's always box jumps for me. And then you'll just start, you'll see me like just start doing step ups and someone will be like, what? what's going on? I'm like, no, it's a step up day today. It's some day. It's a step up day. <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. When the, when the, you know, when the clouds are in a certain position and not enough sun is hitting right, the knee acts up. And so, you know, not enough humidity in the air. Uh, the knee is definitely saying, Hey, let's take it down to 20 inches and uh, let's step up to that 20 inches. Huh? Yeah, man. It's a different, different feeling. It sucks. I'm not going to lie. That's also part of recovery, though, like knowing when it's time to scale it down. I see too many people. I've been coaching now. This is probably my third year coaching. And I just see too many people who, you know, I, I've seen them in there for the, about the fourth, fifth day. And they're still trying to do a power clean at 185. And I'm like, bro, you know, it's okay to scale it back some. 135 is not going to, it's not an e- something that you need to boost your ego with. If, if you're here on your fourth and fifth day, it's okay to lighten it up. Teach their own. Everybody recovers differently. You know, we've got some young guys and young ladies in the gym who are, you know, in great shape. So they know their body. So if they feel good, you can't say too much to them. And you just respect them and tip your cap to them. You know, you really hope that they take the time. And like, I see somebody like Gardner, who's just coming back from surgery. I'm like, go take it easy, Gardner. Don't do a little, don't do make, don't make that wrong movement where you are like, Ooh, that did not feel right. Take it easy on your body because he's, he's young. He's strong as all get out. The last thing you want to do is see him re-injure himself because he probably didn't recover properly or, or whatever the case may be. Again, everybody knows their own body. So if he feels good, more power to him. Yeah. It's always important to listen to your body too. Sometimes if you know that something doesn't feel right, it's always okay just to stop. My elbow makes me stop a lot of times. I've talked to you a few times where, you know, you say the squat complex that we're doing currently is, you know, taking a toll on, I think one of your legs or your hip, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, talk to people where they say they're back. So yeah, listen to your body. You only have one. The last thing you want to do is make it to the point where you can't come back to the gym. And if something is hurting, and I and it's it's been hard for me to learn, and it's it's been it's taken me a while because I got into this fitness mentality and lifestyle late and later in life. I mean, I was in my mid thirties when I I really got into this, where you just want to push through. Oh, the knee is a little lakey today, but that's okay. I'm still going to be able to do these squats or you know box jumps. Uh, or my back is a little tight, but that's okay. I'm still going to do these deadlifts. And then later on, you know, you're dealing with something bigger. I like to think when I give myself that question, like, should I, should I scale this down or should I take it easy today? It thought comes in my mind, like, is this going to stop me from coming in tomorrow? If I push this pain, am I going to be able to come in tomorrow? And if the answer is no, then I'm definitely scaling it down. And that's a good way to think. Absolutely. When you go and do art, the classes, the first thing you want to do is check your ego at the door. Let's face it. If you're going to impress anybody, it's going to be, a, you know, a, a small few, you know, there's really nobody in there that that impresses me like that. I mean, it'd have to be like a Rich Froning or a Matt Frazier that walks in and just absolutely destroys a wad. I'm impressed with the guys like Kyle and Gardner just because they're strong and they move well. Somebody like Mary, who's, you know, strong. I've seen her grow to what she is now. I mean, I've known the girl since she's been 18, 19, and she's just, you know, a beast. But she doesn't impress me in the aspect that she lifts like that or does that. Check your ego at the door. Do what you can do. Do it as best as you can do. Come back tomorrow and maintain that. That's more impressive than coming in for one day, you know, snatching a buck 85, deadlifting, you know, over 400 and whatever for one watt. And then I don't see you again for another week. It's, it's, I understand that you might be able to do that, but you're not really going to impress anybody at the gym anymore. Uh, especially if you're a regular, you know, we've all seen, we all know who's there. We all know what every, a lot of people's uh, capabilities are there at this point. So be in there, get in there, be smart, get your good workout and, uh, and then just come back, lift to lift to lift another day. I think that's, that's something that's very important to say. If anybody's listening here from the gym, I'm not impressed by you. I'm not watching you. I'm watching myself and I'm making sure that my body moves properly and I'm making sure that I'm moving in a way that'll get me through the wad. If you think that people are, are watching you, it's mainly just the coach, just to make sure that you're doing what you need to do in a way that's safe for your own body. So props to you, Vic, for, for saying that. That's that's exactly it. As a coach, I've, I've got to look out for, well, currently, you know, 12 to 13 people who are doing their wad. I'm not going to focus on the person who's lifting the you know, the 400 pound deadlift. I'm going to focus more on the newbie to make sure that they're doing their reps correctly. They maintain good form. They're not injuring themselves. And then I got to look around to look at the other 11 to 12 
people in the gym. So again, pay attention to what you're doing. Do what you can do as somebody who's doing the class. But yeah, you're not going to win the games by winning the 430 class. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a pro- the point of pride for you. If you did, I'm sure you want to be able to put it in Wattify and, hey, I got 10 reps for a, you know, a, a 12-minute AMRAP or whatever the case may be. Aside from yourself, you're, that's, a, that's a moral victory. That's a victory within yourself. And that's something that you should probably shoot for later on. But as a coach, if you're going to try to impress me, it's probably not, you're not going to be very successful at it, nor any of the other coaches. Uh, you only impress Vic by um, singing every word to every Kesha song. <laughs> that's impressive, yes. Well, I also imagine you'd be impressed by seeing the growth, right? Like instead of seeing the guy come in and lift 185 on his first try, right? Seeing the person who struggled with those weight and then and end up throwing up bigger numbers. You've seen me when I walked through the door. Uh, we talked about Martin earlier before the pod started. I used to go to his class all the time and I was going to 6 a.m. for a little bit because we had house guest staying so we could get in and get out. And I, I came back and I was throwing up bigger numbers. And because he knew me and he knew what I was struggling with beforehand, when he saw the when he saw these, that's what impressed him. It's like, oh, you've been putting in the work. You just haven't been coming to my class. I, I now have new expectations for you. You know, show these show these new guys how to do it so that's exactly right and i've seen it happen somebody uh, i'm sure you guys are familiar with jamise she I, I can still remember when she kind of first started out she was a little intimidated not a lot of weight on the bar obviously and i kept telling her i said listen don't worry about how much weight you're working with just because you see everybody around you you know they're grabbing 45 plates 35 plates for whatever the movement might be work with what you can work with do as many reps as you can and i think our new management has done a heck of a job pounding it into the members heads that if you need to scale down it's okay to scale down the reps not just the weight so if you need to do if, if the workout calls for 15 burpees in this amount of time but you know you can only do 10 then do those 10 to move on to the next movement or if you can only do five out of the eight deadlifts or whatever the case may be it's okay to scale the reps not just the weight. And that says, that says a lot because a lot of people just think, oh, it's always going to be about the weight. That's not necessarily the case. I feel like they're cheating. Exactly. They feel like they didn't do the workout the way it's supposed to be. But if you look at the other side of the equation, if you're scaling the, the weight, it still balances out in the long run because you're still getting that great workout in. You're still focusing and maintaining proper form, which is to me as a coach, more important than anything. I always pound it into my class's head. If there's deadlifts on the docket, I tell them, I said, listen, if you're handling a weight that by the, let's say the second or third round, you've gone from doing 10 unbroken to now you're only doing two to three by round two, then you've probably misjudged your weight. And if I were to guess, your technique and your form is probably going to be off too, which puts you at a bigger possibility for injury. Maybe you scale down the weight, you break up your reps into sets of two quick sets of five, and you're able to maintain that a lot better than trying to do 10 unbroken. And then by round two, you're doing a three, 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 one combination or whatever the case may be, any movement at any time. So as long as you're smart about how you're uh, scaling the weight, and that goes back to recovery. If you go to the gym and back to back days or back to back to back to back to back days, you're your numbers are not going to be as great in that fourth and fifth day as when you started because your body has not had the opportunity to recover. It's okay to take those rest days. Now, I tell myself that sometimes and I feel like a slug when I'm at home, but they are important and they are necessary. That's when you actually grow muscle. When when the muscle grows is when you're not destroying it. That should double down on when it's important. The sleep, the rest days, that's when your body's actually metabolizing the protein and putting it back into the muscle to make it bigger so you can have those gains. It, they say like abs aren't made in the gym, they're made in the kitchen. Well, muscles aren't made in the gym either. They're made recovering after the gym. That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. I mean, it, it, just like any any other thing on your body, it needs time to recover. You're not just going to go and start jumping on a sprained ankle the day after you've sprained it. If it's a bad enough injury, you're going to have to give it time to recover. And your quads, your legs, your your, your biceps, your upper back, they all need time to, to have that same recovery. So yeah, that's very important. Uh, sleep, sleep too. I have the luxury of having a job where I've 
kind of flexible hours. If as long as I get in by a certain time and then stay until a certain time, I'm okay. So like I could pretty much get in any time between eight o'clock and 10. As long as I do my eight, I'm good. A couple of years ago, I made a point to get at least eight hours. And if I needed to set my alarm, if I needed to ignore my alarm, I would. And, and of course, I know everyone can't do this. I made the point to do that. And I noticed that not only was I like happier throughout the day because I was less tired and I wasn't just slugging along, I felt more motivated to work out. And the days I worked out were more often than when I woke up early to be the go-getter. And I know that's not everyone. I know there's people who like Sarah Latour from our gym will always be posting videos. It's like three in the fucking morning. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Right. But I'm not that person. And I found that like just making sure I get that sleep when needed, it made the whole day easier. Yeah. You make a great point. I know every time Sarah posts, uh, makes her posts about how she's at the gym and it's three hours ago and here it is like seven in the morning. And I'm like, okay, so that means four, four in the morning. Are you kidding me? And there were times when that's how early she would get in there. Uh, I can still remember that pre COVID days and she'll tell you. And I just, I, I can't believe that. And she's like, well, she'll make the post in there where it says, well, if you can't sleep, you might as well work out. Or, you know, since I couldn't and it's like, wow, as much as you train and as much as you work, out to not be able to sleep and then obviously i know her job is kind of hectic for her to say that she can't sleep but again you're right everybody can't do that i'm the same way i think anything over for me for six hours and i'm i'm feeling a little sluggish i just felt like i slept too much and i try to only do that to, to sundays even on saturdays i get in the gym as early as about 6 30 ish you know I, I feel okay but i'm not i'm going to bed at about 10 o'clock so that's about six to seven hours <clears throat> but by the end of the day if i don't have my midday uh, nap my old man nap i'm dragging i'm dragging i'm not gonna lie so yeah it's uh it's definitely a fine line going back to recovery it's a fine line of where your body it's enough or too much and sleep is kind of in that that point for me my body just shuts down like when i was doing the marathon training 2019 now right or no it's the beginning of 2020 i was training into 2020 because i didn't actually run it because it was canceled i would do i did like 12 plus miles on the weekend that takes a toll especially because i'm a big boy i'm I'm throwing a lot of weight around there right every step is a bit (laughs) and i would get home and i would like lay down and i would just like not even realize i'm falling asleep just be like out like wake up like time just passed and i was like my body was just shut down and i, I wake up I'm like what's going on what's going on and the kids would be like on another movie in the living room and Catherine would be like dude you just out hey i'll give you credit because i don't know how you do it you have two little ones and i've seen them at the at the box and they are full of energy man so how you're able to even sneak in and nap when they're around is is pro- bravo to you because when daniel was that age Napping was not not really in the cards. <laughs> I, I don't think my body gave me a choice. I think it was like that or die. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you, man. Uh, Pre-COVID, if the wife had anything planned for Saturday evenings, I was always warned. I'd be like, I, I got to find a time to take a nap then because uh, by about 7.30, 8 o'clock, I'm going to be no more good for you. So uh, if you really want to go out tonight, I need at least 30 minutes to an hour nap somewhere. See, this is why I leave every event at 9 o'clock. I'm out of there. I need my sleep. You want to see me at the gym the next day, I'm out. Yeah absolutely absolutely tell you what though these little basic bitch drinks i can drink i can like slam these things and still work out in the morning there's been a few times where we did the capital throwdown and we were going our team practiced the next day like that sunday morning and i was out and we were slamming white claws and i was like this is a bad idea but i haven't seen people in forever because i have kids right so i'm like i like i don't care I got so hammered on White Claws and then, and then I had one of my best workouts. Maybe because I just like in my head, I was like, oh, I'm hungover. So this sucks. And I just kept pushing it. Yeah, it's amazing what you're trying to do would try to uh, keep the vomit down. <laughs> <laughs> but also don't do that. That's poor recovery. Exactly. Poor recovery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I remember Cassie, a few for a while there, you were going to the 6 a.m. How were, how were you able to manage that? Because forever, I mean, you were 4.30, 5.30 and, and that's kind of what I think you're getting back to now. But for a while there, you were doing 6 a.m.s and I was just like, oof. I mean, that's rough. Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying it out for a little bit. You know, I, I do like the 6 a.m. people. They're kind of fun. But, I, you know, every now and then. Everybody thinks a cult is fun. I got out while I could. But, I mean, like coming in on like a 5 a.m., you know, I, you know, I feel really great during the, during the rest of the day. And then I do crash hard, but it's, it's kind of fun. Hard. It was hard adjusting to that. Cause when you make a schedule change, you know, that really messes up with your sleep schedule. So I really wasn't getting a lot of sleep from there. So I've come back to the four thirty just so I can sleep in a little bit more. <laughs> I don't blame you. But I mean, I love to do 5am cause then I can get everything done 
at six and then do some bodybuilding afterwards and nobody can bother me because everybody else is in class and i'm not in anybody else's way fair enough yeah going back to sarah latour i I won't forget not last year 2019 we competed as a team and the competition was saturday and we had a bunch of teams from from the box rachel and and will oh the syndicate series right Uh, yes 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 and that was destructive let me tell you i mean we ran with a sat it was a mile and three-quarter run with a sandbag, sled pushes, and then this ridiculously challenging workout uh, inside. At least everything was outside. Then this one was inside. The gym was packed. Sarah and I got done with that workout, and I literally almost crawled out of the gym because it was so hot, humid inside. All these bodies, not only from people working out, but just viewing. Workouts got done. Go home. Rest. The next day, Sunday, I'm recovering. I'm checking Instagram and I see Sarah Latour posting from the Watt box that she was working out at 6 a.m. I'm like, I am still destroyed from yesterday, Saturday. And you're in there on Sunday early. I felt like a slug, but I'm like, no, no. <laughs> this is my recovery day. Oh my God. I, I, I told her, I don't know how you did it. I, I don't know. She's like, oh, I just, I couldn't sleep. I'm like, I slept like a child. Again, everybody recovers different. I know, I know what I need now. And it took me a while to figure that out. Hey, I'm on, I'm on board with Sarah's no rest days. Shocking. I don't know for some reason I can do that, but I know that my body's probably not going to be able to sustain that. So I have to force myself to do rest days. Otherwise I won't be able to work out for very much longer. Yeah. It's something that uh, you kind of take for granted. I think when you're, I'll say younger, but when you kind of, And also not starting out, but I guess it's something you take for granted first, just in general. But man, it's it's something that you you really need to give your body that ability. Just recover. Just whatever it takes. Takes a hot shower before going to bed and, you know, a couple of Advils the night before. uh, Do it. But you'll see the long-term benefits of it. I think my mindset changed a lot when I was, even before I started doing CrossFit, because I was doing... um, I was playing rugby and I was playing out of college, you know, immediately once you're out of college, it's called old lady rugby for us. So sustaining like a, a couple of rib injuries. And um, I know in, in college, I did have actually uh, a hyperextension on my back. So that took me out for a few games during the playoffs and, you know, things like that. You say, I don't want to miss any more games in rugby culture. It was always, you know, tape yourself up and get back on the field. But after college, you know, I said, I'm really not as young as I used to be, even though I'm only like 23. I can't really sustain injuries like that because I know that like later on in the future, you have to think about how am I going to be when I'm 40? How am I going to be when I'm 50? How am I going to be when I'm 80? You know, as it stands now, I have the body of like a 53 year old woman. You know, I hear a whole bunch of creaking going on and I should not be. So at that point, it's all about, you know, listening to your body and yeah, really Like you said earlier, Vic, you know, checking your ego at the door. If I don't feel good, I should stay home. But I probably won't because power cleans. Right. Everybody loves power cleans. What are you you talking about? Nah, I'm team squat clean. I got these fucking tree trunk thighs, man. I can squat clean all day. You need to to use them, man. I I, I feel you right there. I know everybody likes to say that wall balls and uh, rowing are are for me because I'm taller. But let me tell you, I got to get a lot lower in those damn squats. You know, and I got to pull that chain a lot longer. So uh, it's you did that. You did that twenty one fifteen nine this week in front of me, man. And I, I was telling Catherine, I was like, he like grabbed the rig around two and just looked at me, and I was like, I've never felt so sorry for a person <laughs> in my life. That, uh, yeah, I came out a little hotter. I, I saw the two movements. I was like, oh, I can handle this. And uh, after that twenty one and twenty one first set of twenty one fifty nine, I was like, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. Even JJ was was like, dude, you you came out of. You were looking good. I said, yeah, you saw how I faded real quick. Now, again, you know, check your ego at the door. That's all I can tell anybody. Uh, might be thinking that it's go 100% all day, every day. Uh, it really doesn't benefit you. And not to insult anyone, that is that is kind of a rookie move. If you've been doing it for a little bit, you realize you have good days and you have bad days. There's just wads I've looked at where I'm like, I'm going to destroy this. And then I'm five minutes into it. And I'm like, oh, no, like not today. And then there's, there's wads there. I was like, I'm gonna do terrible and then i look back and i'm like oh i'm i'm not doing too bad today this is nice and maybe some of that is recovery and maybe those were the days i i was a little bit more responsible 
Yeah, you know, diet also has a lot to do with that. And by diet, you know, I mean, I just mean your your intake of food and the type of food that you're eating. You know, again, the analogy is always you wouldn't put shitty gas into a high sports performance vehicle just because you're not going to get the maximum effect of that vehicle if you do. Your body is, uh, I don't care who you are, uh, your body is a high performance vehicle to use that term. And you should put the best. Now, obviously, you know, you have your days where you might drink a little more, you might not eat the greatest, but when it's all said and done, what is it that you're putting in your body in a month span, in a week span, in a month span, in, in six months? Are you eating, eating the right things, uh, drinking the right things? Uh, that plays a big, big part and eating enough. I think a lot of people lose sight of that. Everybody's worried about eating too much. Probably more importantly is, are you eating enough? If you're going to, to the box to do an hour long workout uh, and you've only had breakfast, but your workout is at 4.30, I mean, your body's probably not going to respond very well. You're not going to have your best performance when you've only eaten breakfast and breakfast was at six, seven o'clock in the morning. It's, it needs to be constantly fueled. It needs to be constantly fed. And that will keep you primed and ready to go when the workout starts. So that's something to think about uh, when you're getting ready to do the style of workouts that we do on a day-to-day basis. We touched on like importance of taking the rest that's when your muscles heal, but your muscles won't have the ability to heal if you're not eating enough protein. I'm not going to be telling people how much they should or shouldn't be eating, but eating enough for yourself is important. Also eating the right amount of energy, whether that be fats or carbs or whatever. I mean, carbs are what turns into you know, glycogen, which is that fast acting energy. I'm not going to be, like I said, I'm not going to be giving out nutritional <laughs> like uh, advice here, but That's, none of us are in this. Hey, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, carbs are a bit of a scary word in the fitness you know, industry, unless you're a dietitian or, uh, you know, a nutritionist, people hear carbs and they start freaking out. It's like, oh no, I can't, I can't have the carbs. Carbs aren't fat. It's the type of carbs that you're taking in that make the difference. If you're living your life off of, uh, you know, sweet potatoes, brown rice, whole grain rice, uh, whole grain breads. Uh, those are all perfectly fine. It's when you start pounding the cupcakes, the brownies, maybe the potato chips. You're just indulging in that a little too much. That plays a big, big role. The difference between those two foods is the first list is high carb foods. The second list is actually high carb and high fat foods. That's exactly it's a combination right. of the two. It's high calorie sugar too. Yeah, it's just like it's a calorie dense food without like a lot of like um, you don't feel sustained with it. Right. I've always struggled with weight when I joined the military. I had to cut weight to join. And then pretty much unless you've changed life habits correctly, you're constantly fighting. So it was like 13 years really of like fighting to stay a proper weight. I've tried every fad diet. One of them was the carnivore diet. I gave it like a month. Right. And yes, I lost weight. It was not sustainable. And the other thing I noticed was even though I could work out every day, I was going to the box when I was doing it. I never felt like I was in fifth gear. I never felt like I always felt like I was just kind of floating through the workout. Like I was able to work out every day, but I never had that day where I was just crushing it. Yeah. And you you used an interesting uh, word there and you said fad diets. I hate those. I've talked to people who've done keto and have had success, but like you just said, they weren't able to maintain it. I've talked to people who have done paleo. They've had success and they were able to maintain it, but then eventually they get off. And then obviously there's a ton of diets out there that you can also talk about. I don't know too many people that have been very successful in the long term. And people see diets as kind of like a, uh, a sprint. There's a start and there's a finish. And then what do you do after that? Where instead of learning how to eat and eating the right things is something that can be maintained. Just like with fitness, there is no end. You know, you've started, you know, when you've started, but are you ever really done with your fitness? I want to get to 160 pounds. Well, what are you going to do once you hit that 160? Then what? Are you going to continue to lose weight? Because then you're not at 160 anymore. Are you going to gain, are you going to gain the weight back that you lost? And now you're not at 160 anymore. Now you're at say 170, 180, whatever the case may be. When instead of just thinking to myself, I want to continue to eat properly, plenty of vegetables, the right kind of carbs, enough protein, and enough good fats, and maintain that. That's a lot easier to maintain than it is to say, I'm going to eat this way for three months. Once I hit that goal weight, or once I hit that number that I want, now I don't know what to do. So you need to be able to see it as instead of a diet, 
Instead, think of it as changing the way you eat and maintaining that. I, I, I changed my thinking that way more about two years ago. I've just now have tried to stick with it. Now I don't feel guilty when I indulge, you know, in a big juicy hamburger with about two beers and, and a side of fries, because I know the very next day I'm going right back to how I normally. I love that because I go coming to the gym and I don't know if it was the magic of CrossFit or just the culture of the people there. I got in the box because I wanted to diet and exercise and get like super thin as I fell in love with the sport and lifting and the people and coming back every day because I don't just come back because I want to like do a, a sick wad. I can do a sick wad at home, right? Like I ha- I have stuff. I can do it here. I like seeing you guys like that makes, that makes me happy. Like that you guys are my community. And so coming back every day is what's important to me. I found myself no longer eating to cut weight really fast, but to perform. I want to work out every day. Okay. Well, this is what someone my size should be eating for protein And if I want to cut fat, which I do, I should keep it under this many calories. Okay. And I started formalizing what I should do so I can keep coming in and performing at a better level than yesterday. And I found that being the actual goal instead of let's slim down and look real good. Because right now I'm a thick boy. I'm all right with that because thick boys lift heavy weights, right? I'm not trying to like cut a lot of weight really fast. I don't want to lose those gains. I want to cut weight at a decent pace while continuing to get stronger. Yeah. And that's a a very good way to look at it because again, a lot of people just get stuck with a number. See a number on the scale. They want to adjust the number, whether it be, you know, less and in some cases more, but instead, if you learn how to eat properly, that will play a huge role. And it took me a while to learn that. A lot of people, when I first started out, You know, they looked at me, they'd be like, you don't need to lose weight. It wasn't so much that I needed to lose weight. I would look in the mirror without my shirt off and I'd see that extra roll just hanging out uh, the side of my pants. I see I'd put on a a pair of, uh, you know, shorts, swim trunks. There it was, that extra roll. And I was like, gosh, darn it. I'm in the gym, you know, five days for one and a half, two hours a day. And I'm still not, I'm not getting rid of this. Well, it's because I had not made the necessary changes in my actual eating habits. I don't want to call it diet because I wasn't in my eating habits to make that change. Fast forward to a few years later, I made some changes. I made myself you know, more aware of what I was putting into my body. And lo and behold, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm going to take off my shirt and look like Gardner, Will, <laughs> a couple of guys that have been <laughs> out of the gym. I still won't take off my shirt in the gym because I turn around and I look at these guys I'm like... Yeah, let's put that right back on. I tell myself, you know, but it's still I'm I'm at a point now where I if I take off my shirt at a, at a pool or at, at, the, at the beach, you know, when summer comes around, I don't feel I'm not self-conscious with myself. But that's just me. There are guys that they don't care. And I, I look at them. I'm like, hey, man, I wish I had that that type of uh, yeah, go ahead. I joke with Catherine. I'm like, why can't I just like have from here up shown like <laughs> just, keep, <laughs> just keep the pecs, the arms like I. That this is this isn't bad. We'll just we can get you a garter. Cover up. <laughs> yeah, why don't you get like a reverse crop top or something? Yeah, the reverse. That's what I'll be. That's what I'll be working out in. Just like what, what, the man spanks like, just go around the way. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. The man spanks like that. Oh, these are uh, these are control top. But yeah, just learning how to eat, I think, is the biggest biggest thing. And I think that's the one thing that a lot of people struggle with at any gym, I think that you go to, unless they're just dialed in. I think eating is probably the hardest thing. And it matters the, the day after. So I ate like shit during the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. That's like football Christmas. Right? Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. I ate like such garbage, but Monday I went back to the gym and I actually didn't drink because it was just me and Catherine watching the game here. And I felt like I drank. Like, that's how bad it was eating all that junk food. It really does matter. Like, putting it in the body. I think we ordered a pizza and I might have ate half of it. Yeah, that's impressive. I don't see what the problem is. No, again, but it, uh, like you just said, though, you were right back in the gym on Monday, you know, and that's and that's the key. I, I've always tried to tell people, it's when you start feeling guilty that you have gone a while without working out, that's when you, I think you've turned that corner. I can go a day, I can go two days, maximum three that I won't go to the gym. I mean, it's been a while, but that you haven't gone to the gym and I'll, and I'll start feeling guilty. I got to get in there. I'm getting stir crazy. I got to get in there. I got to, I got to go and do something. That's where I think you you turn that corner is when you start feeling that guilt that you haven't worked out, that it's been a couple of days that you haven't worked out within reason, of course, but 
yeah, for the most part, I think to me, I think that's where it makes the difference. Mine's like when I go back home, that's whenever I feel guilty because I go home for like a week. Although now I got like a list of boxes I'm going to visit and I'm going to try to like pull the, I'm going to pull like the like, hey, I have a meme page of like, <laughs> 2000 people you know like a giant 2000 people that i can put me. you in that Don't, yeah you want me to take a picture of me and you <laughs> you do what you got to do man as long as you can get yourself in a box while you're there again it's it's a different it's a different mentality i think that we have there at the, at the box and and like you you know to me it's it's my my family outside of my family here in, in, in my home, everybody there is, is, is something that somebody that I want to see do well, somebody gets injured, you know, I want to give them my feedback from what I, the injuries that I've dealt with to try to ho- uh, help them out. You know, nowadays we have a, a physical therapist inside of our gym and that just, there's really no excuse for somebody dealing with an injury and not get seen, you know, outside of obviously uh, financial situations, why they shouldn't try to get themselves fixed and get right. Because we have it all there. You want to talk about nutrition, Taylor's amazing with that. I've, I've heard her talk with some of our members. Again, we have a physical therapist. If you want to talk to somebody about how to gain weight or muscle and weight and get stronger, we have Kyle and, and uh, JC. And so we have so many avenues at our disposal to just get better there at our box that I think we're, we're absolutely lucky that I, I'm glad I'm part of. Yeah, it's just it's just such a great group of people because I mean, when I walked in, I, I knew just my wife, right? Like I didn't really know anyone from the get go. People were like, all right, what are your goals? We're going to get you there. And every day I feel like I'm learning something new. It's good for me mentally, physically. I hear what other people are doing. I start trying things out myself. You know, it's, it's just a good group of people and a good way to test out information too. Cause I'm one of those guys that go into like YouTube, like wormholes, right? This dude's saying that if I, and I feel guilty to it. This dude says, if I stand outside on my roof with half a cup of water and a, and a bell and I ring it three times, I will lose 5% body fat. What do you guys think about that? (laughs) I think that's the same thing you told me, Cassie. I knew that was wrong. Yeah. I miscalculated. Yeah. It's so easy to to get into social media and obviously everybody, you know, and we have our, our own group influencers or trying to be influencers. No. And I don't, I don't mean that in a negative connotation or, you know, any connotation really. It's just, you want to, I, me personally, I guess because that's just the way I've always grown up, is I'd rather have it word of mouth. I'd rather talk to you and what worked for you? What did you do? What changes did you make? I've had those many discussions with uh, Jeremy. He's full of knowledge, even though you know he's about four years younger than me. Martin, JC, uh, now Kyle and Taylor and, and Dave, and, and, and they are all just sponges when you talk to them, but and also in giving you feedback. And, and it just, it's it's awesome i feel it's helped me tremendously so yeah it's something that athletes and members should take advantage of yeah i agree i like when you were mentioning like the wannabe influencers because now we walk around with i never was one that walked around with my phone filming people and now for the podcast instagram i'm like oh let's get all this no let me tell you when i found out when i don't know if i found out through ig or cassie when it told me about the podcast i i was like that is pretty cool. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, hmm, let me, uh, let me, I'm just curious about what you guys will talk about because I knew that, you know, obviously Ashley was dealing with injuries. Uh, Mike, you're, I mean, you're a family guy. And, and so, you know, your perspective and, and Cassie's, you know, just happy go lucky, it seems like constantly. Uh, so <laughs> she's the machine. She's the, she's the RX athlete. Is that what, yeah, that is true. You're, <laughs> you kidding me? So I was curious. And like we talked about before starting the, like the podcast here is that you know you guys have done a heck of a job and and talked about some topics that uh, have been very interesting and and so kudos to you guys you know uh, it's it's been fun to to see you guys start this and are, are giving a lot of good information out there for everybody to access if they want it thanks we appreciate it we uh me and cassie just need another avenue to run our mouths really is what it was <laughs> as as revival fitness is most annoying i have the trophy right here what are you talking about <laughs> no not most annoying it was most spirited most spirited yeah <laughs> sure jan well, I'll, uh, I'll chime in because I've added oh, nothing. Yeah! Oh, so, uh, Michael, you have a good time editing this. 
and just say thanks Vic we appreciate all your because you listen to us talk literally from the second we walk into the gym till the second we leave and then you take another hour out of your week to listen to us no listen the credit goes to you guys because you guys uh, are doing all the hard work I just enjoy listening but also in the gym you guys all three of you guys are some of the hardest working not to say everybody in there doesn't work hard but you guys taking it to another level uh, except when Mike rides the uh, the the bike, I tell him he's, he looks like he's riding a tricycle instead of the actual. <laughs> Do you remember that workout? Do you remember that workout? Yeah, I remember that. It was you and your wife. The bike, the-, the bike is my arch nemesis. I've had that, and then there's also a time where J- Jeremy was coaching, and it, I think I was like the last one to work. I went to like go into overdrive, and like then my body, I, I did like two arm movements, and then my body just like stopped, and he was like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> that workout with you and your wife the partner workout you guys did i was like uh hey man uh you look like stewie on family guy riding that <laughs> tricycle you might want to give it a little more oomph in there i never adjust the bike either it's always like oh uh, we'll just see where we're at yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know. that's funny because that's something i uh i said to cat i did the pod one today and cassie was nice enough to film a little clip for me but i felt like i was moving so fast I felt so cool, like just intense. And then I watched the video and it's me like moseying from space to space. It is the slowest like rope climb. You look strong. I, I saw you doing it. You look strong. You can edit it so it goes faster. I'm gonna I'm gonna speed it up. <laughs> Catherine was watching the videos that she took today and she was like, Honey, this isn't your wad. I was like, What? <laughs> she's like, These are not these are not movements you're strong with. She did give me one comment. She's like, You look thinner than normal, but oh. these aren't your movements. <laughs> For the record, I told Mary about this wad and even she was like, Ugh. And even I was me trying to make it easier for you guys. Louis was going to skip. He was going to skip the house wad. And then he heard there was overhead squats. And he's like, never mind. I'll rather just do a million burpees. Yeah, overhead squats. I mean, those are those are no joke. Those are rough as rough can be because that mobility is going to be exposed or lack thereof if you don't have it. So and then you're throwing in rope climbs. And then handstand push-ups. Oof. It was shoulder destruction. So so before we actually totally move into the podwad, I do have a question that I want to ask you, Victor. And that is, if you're going to bring one piece of gear to the gym, what piece of gear is it? Piece of gear as far as to work out using or something that I have to... It could be anything. It could be like if if they're the shoes, the best shoes in the world, the best grips, whatever, whatever you want. His knee brace. <laughs> <laughs> My cane. My cane. No, um, honestly, for me, man, I feel I feel almost naked not having my wrist straps. Yeah, it's it's so funny because when I first started, I'd look at people wearing them, and be like, "What is that all about?" You know, a lot of people use them for wrist support, blah, this and that, and um, dealing with a wrist injury. Not me. It's really just to wipe all the sweat that I'm, <laughs> all the sweat that's coming down my face usually, especially during the summer months. Because let me tell you, this boy. Uh, it doesn't take much for me to break a sweat. By the end of that uh, workout, that lather is rich and thick and disgusting. And so those wrist straps just at least keep it out of my eyes for a little while. But the wrist straps are probably the one thing that I feel, uh, if I forget them at home for whatever reason, it's like, ah! So yeah, the wrist straps I think are it for me. Oh, I have a fun fact for you guys. Vic was the first coach to coach me on my first watch. I thought so. I thought I was either first or second. I, I Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the first. Yeah. I think the move, was it snatches or power cleans? It was wall balls, power cleans, and something else. Yeah. And I, when you were doing the power cleans, I was like, hey, your form looks pretty good. I think this girl knows what she's doing. I uh, I remember that. Uh, not vividly, but I do remember it. It just it just came to me just now. That's why we're And you were so full of energy then, too. You were, you were all outgoing and everything. A lot of people uh, go and try to hide in a corner, but not you. You were all talkative and, and very receptive. So Because yeah, Ashley was there, so I just latched onto her. I said, you, you're going to be my friend now. Yeah. No, Ashley's come a long way, too, man. Uh, I think when we got back from... COVID, I think I saw you do a few pull-ups. I was like, hey, you can do pull-ups now. She's like, where have you been? I've been able to do pull-ups for a while now. I was like, sorry, Miss Thing, but, uh, you know. (laughs) Sorry, Miss Thing. (laughs) It's been a while since I've seen you, and look at you. You're doing pull-ups. Last time I saw you, you were still using a band, a green one at that. I, I actually read something one time because I was one of those people that's like, oh, well, the gym, I need to go because I'm a crappy person if I don't get my workout in. It's my it's my stress relief. You know, I decompress at the gym. 
And then I read, it was like an article about that, like the gym should genuinely be like the most stressful part of your day. Like your body should not be under constant stress. And then you throw 200 pounds on your back and stress like the physiological hell out of your body and then go home to a stressful job and a stressful like home environment and a stressful eating situation. They were like, if that's happening, you need time off of the gym because you need to figure out your personal life first. (laughs) And as soon as I started looking at it that way, I was like, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And I don't think that's to speak to like the community aspect. Like I said this to Cassie, like I'll I'll show up at 4.30 and leave at, you know, 7 p.m. And two hours of that is me bullshitting, not actually working out. (laughs) So that's like my decompression for real. But like your actual workout, if you're depending on that to be your stress relief, your recovery is in pretty, pretty bad spot. And you really need to take some time and focus on the other aspects of your life, because those are the things you need to to have in gear. And like, once I thought about gearing my life that way, like in comparison to my workouts, I was like, oh, there's things I need to change. Like I need to focus more on my sleep. Like I need to not be obsessed with losing five pounds. Like I need to eat enough. I noticed a big change in my like performance and how I felt and how I look. Um, so that is my, that's my little like nugget of wisdom for this podcast. Get your shit together, guys. On that note, how'd you guys do in this awesome podwad? For those of you listening, it was a 15 minute AMRAP, one rope climb, 10 overhead squats at 95, 65 and four handstand pushups. I'll go first since it was the wad that I created. So I got about seven rounds and 11 reps in. Vic was yelling at me the entire time. I was. I said, get up that up that get up that rope girl i thought you were dying from a 2159 you're doing at the same time yeah i think i was i i, I don't even remember <laughs> i think i was on the floor uh it was actually my warm-up for that wad that was impressive <laughs> that's impressive though that many uh how many rounds did you say you got seven she's on her eighth i almost finished my eighth how'd you do ashley i got seven rounds and one rope climb so but i did i do have to give a disclaimer that i scaled Uh, the snatches to 55 pounds because I can only muscle snatch now. I don't know why. I just overhead squat, right? You didn't snatch them all, did you? No, I overhead squatted, but like getting it up there was like a little rough. So you were muscling it to get up there? Yeah. Cassie Cassie took a video and that one, I tried really, really hard to do a regular snatch, but the rest I was kind of doing like a hang or a snatch grip deadlift and then a muscle so, all right, ladies, you both wrecked me because I did like three rounds and 11 reps. I could not climb a rope for shit today. I also use like a million, literally 1 million ab mats to do handstand pushups. So we've decided that we're going to let you decide the pod wad this week. Oh, okay. So let's see. How about a three, six, nine, three heavier squat cleans, six strict pull-ups, nine calories on the bike 12 minute amrap a nice a nice little triplet on instagram we will be posting like the little reels that we do and we encourage all listeners to put their score in the comments our uh, our our boxer being a really really good community you know really good family really good community so that's what you need i think if you're gonna do this it, it really makes things so much easier you know yeah, I actually love when other people's kids are like work. Like, like I love seeing Daniel in the gym. He's like I've told you before. He's so polite. He's a pleasure to have in there. Uh, it's nice seeing like younger people there. And then like uh, Chris started bringing his children to the gym, and it's awesome seeing them there. I definitely try to give them encouragement i don't want them to feel like they're strangers i mean it's gotta feel awkward being like the young kids you're going there your dad's there i'll definitely give them encouragement when i see them I'll be like you guys are doing great you, you, you may not think so but remember all these people here have been doing this for years you just started yeah absolutely and uh you know don't take that for granted with your your two kids that they, them seeing you and mom in there doing it that that'll in time push them to probably want to start doing it themselves i do appreciate that uh michael you were like you know we got to give them encouragement uh, which i agree with 100 percent. but you say that like daniel isn't already better than all of us <laughs> yeah he powerfully like what 185 today and he's like 16. He power cleaned. Yeah, he said he failed. He failed uh, 190. I made him kitted with him and said, hey, do you want Mary to rack that for you? Uh, 190? I mean, she's right there. He's like, it's all right. I'll get her. But, you know, the kid, he's he's knocked out four unbroken ring rows. I can't even do one. Or not ring rows, excuse me. Uh, ring muscle ups. I can't even do one. Uh, yeah, he's already, he's deadlifting 275. We're at, 
you know, I'm hitting 275 for three reps, probably four reps at most. Again, power cleaning 185. He's like, I think I could have done a squat clean at 190, but I, I Kyle told me to do a power clean. So yeah, he's um, he's definitely come a long way. And again, that started when he was eight. You know, kept your your kids are getting to going to be starting getting to that age during the next few years. So well, then that just means I have to start emulating you because your level of shit talk to your kid is phenomenal. I'm not going to repeat. I'm not going to repeat what you said last time, but I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what I might have said then. But my newest uh, go-to right now is uh, if he fails at something, you know, even though I am probably working at the same weight that he is, uh, I'll look at him and I'll be like, well, at least he can't see the disappointment in my eyes. And he's just, oh, <laughs> he performed a 50-inch a fifty inch box jump, which is ridiculous. And he just, he just failed a 52-inch. And that's when I looked at him and I said, yeah, it's a good thing you can't see the uh, disappointment behind my eyes. He's got seriously i'm like but no there's definitely no disappointment i mean the kid has come such a long way i couldn't be more proud and uh yeah he's 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 definitely getting there so as long as he sees the work that he puts in is helping him out that's all i can that's awesome i love it love all of it so thanks guys for mentioning him yeah as we close up i just want to say uh if you have any listener mail you can mail us at wad of mouth at gmail.com it's there so if you have any questions comments concerns all that jazz if you want to uh, hit me up on instagram i'm at live laugh wad it's a meme page and then we also have one for our podcast uh, at wad of mouth it was a lot of fun being on here with you guys so thanks for having me oh well, we had to have you on here we talk about you all the time <laughs> i've i've heard my name come up a few times it's usually on the I'm old side but we, we needed people to know that we're not just straight assholes that, that it's all in good fun <laughs> oh yeah no, no you guys are assholes at the gym too so it's okay no uh i'll just do my my usual if you want inconsistently posted meal prep ideas lately it's been coffee i am giving up buying coffee for the next the lenten season so i will not be purchasing any coffee out you will definitely be seeing an influx of coffee recipes to the page but that is prep it real good on Instagram, and uh, that's it. That's all I got. Actually, you know what that means if you're not buying coffee? You're going to be a millionaire by the end of Lent. Well, I'm, I'm saving to buy a house, so I should have a down payment for a house by the end of Lent. That's what they keep telling me. It's it's the avocado toast and the Starbucks. Uh, so I figure if I eliminate those two things, you know, I'll buy, I'll buy that $1.2 million mansion down the road. Yeah, if you can cut out buying coffee and avocado toast, then you can afford health insurance. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know that. I would have cut out coffee a long time ago. He's Platty. I'm Hugh Bro. Watch us work, work out at Platty Bro Fitness. <laughs>